The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. After you've been fed with knowledge and understanding, the next effect of being fed with knowledge and understanding is you increase and you multiply. You increase and you multiply. Just stay planted. Just follow the teachings. Just remain in the word. And the end result will be you will increase and you will multiply. Turn with me please in, the, in your Bibles to the book of Psalm 92 verse 13. The book of Psalms chapter 92 verse 13. I read. It says those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing with my series that I have titled How to Flourish in Difficult and Hard Places. How to Flourish in Difficult and Hard Places. And this is part three. We have already established the importance of getting planted in the house of the Lord that the only people who flourish in the house of God are those that are planted. And we have also said that whether you like it or not, um, difficulty and hard places are part of life. Whether you like it or not, some of the days you've been through some challenging situations. Some of the days you've been through hard situations, difficult situations. And so, in as much as as Christians, yes, as people of faith, we believe in confessing just the positive, we have to acknowledge that, yes, hard places and difficult places exist, but they are not our portion. Acknowledging it doesn't mean we accept it. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, how many of you remember... Uh, I think in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, when they were building the house of God, and then one man borrowed an axe, and when he was using the axe to cut the tree, the Bible says that, and the axe fell into the water. You remember that? Now, when the young man came to Elisha to uh, to say, alas, master, for it was borrowed, Elisha asked him a very important question. He said, where did the axe fall? That means we have to acknowledge where we lost it, where we miss it, so that God can help us turn around. So, yes, there are difficult challenges that many Christians are going through. We come to church nicely dressed. We are smiling. We're wearing nice suits, nice dresses. But nobody knows the challenges you've left home. Are you following what I'm saying? When we come to church, we ask, how are you? They say, I am blessed and highly favored. Yes, that's true. But there are others who probably just on Friday lost their job. 
Someone probably has got an eviction letter coming through this week and they don't know what to do. Somebody is going to court. They don't know how to handle it. So it's not just enough to teach you faith as to be able to confess positively. We have to also teach you how to flourish in that difficult situation. Genesis 41 verse 52, the Bible says that and the second name of Joseph, the second born of Joseph is called what? Ephraim. Why? Because God has made me or caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. He went through affliction. He went through hard and difficult places. But through the application of the word of God, God helped him to become how? Fruitful, to flourish in that hard and difficult places. And that will be your story this year. I said that will be your story this year in the mighty name of Jesus. So the scriptures are clear, Psalm 92 verse 12 to 14. The Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And I did explain to you that the palm tree is the only tree that is able to withstand storms. No matter the storms, you will still stand strong. Storms will come, storms will go. God will cause you to remain solid in the mighty name of Jesus. We also learned last week that the cedar tree is one of the tallest trees. It grows 40 meters high, 131 foot high, or 131 feet high. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. So long as you remain planted, you will flourish. I said you will flourish. You will flourish like the palm tree. Listen, the palm tree and the cedar symbolizes permanence and strength. Permanence and strength. They are in contrast to transience of the wicked which are pictured as temporary as grass. Sometimes I have to use just one big English. I just choose one for you to go and find out. So you know I'm me too, I'm a pastor. Praise God. <laughs> Just one big English. Somebody said, well, and what word did he use? I said, transience. What does he mean? Go get a dictionary. Verse 13, those that be planted in the house of the Lord talks about location, shall flourish. The flourishing talks about outcome in the courts of our God. The courts of our God talks about relationship. Have you noticed that the only time a man and a woman have children is when they are in deep relationship, intimacy. If ever you're going to flourish in this life or in this world, you have to be in an intimate relationship with God. Your relationship with God must be unshaken. Nothing must shake your relationship. Amen. Challenges will come, challenges will go. Don't be like Job's wife. Who tells Job, why don't you curse God and die? No. You don't curse God and die. 
like Joseph, at the end of the story, you will stand and say, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. Say amen to that. Say a good amen to that. So those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall flourish. I love the testimony we heard this morning. Our sister came to a, a women's conference. Pastor Zama was teaching and said, you cannot live on your nine to five job. You can't live. There were many women in that conference. It was 2006. No, 2016. Three years ago. And just that word hit her. And she said, that's true. She started a company, but things were not going well. She deactivated the company and then she came to church again and we were doing a series on vision in January, I think last year or two years ago. And then that vision hit her again that you need to go back and activate that company. She went back, activated it. Today to God be the glory, she's employing people. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, very soon, when she's hitting the millions, you'll say, how did it happen? Just one word she had. Same as we are all in the house. At one point, I don't know now, at one point, I knew they had employed close to 25 people. 25. There are 25 employees. Somebody is sitting there. We are in the same church. Those that are planted, those that are planted, they shall flourish. Those that are what? Planted, they are those who flourish. If you are not planted, you will never flourish. I've given you an example of the keyboard. As you can see, the keyboard is there. Everything is plugged in. You can come to church like the keyboard. Everything is plugged in and not do anything. Everybody will see that you are present, but the keyboard is not doing anything now. But that's not being planted. You are present, but you are not planted. There is a difference between being present and being planted. Those who are planted are those that flourish. Those who are present don't flourish. Oh, help me not to get excited. Because there's so much I need to give you through this series. I don't want you to be the same again. Are you following me? Just one word from God will change your life forever. I went to church as a young broke boy. Broke. Having... No future, had nothing. I went to church. I heard my man of God, Dr. Otterbill, preach a message. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? That's all I had. I had a phone, a telephone line in my house then, which I was using to make phone calls, personal phone calls. The moment I heard what do you have in your house, I went home, changed that phone line to, into a communication center. I didn't have a, a shop, so I brought the phone to uh, the, 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 in, in those places we had what we call chamber and hall. 
How many of you remember chamber and hall? So I brought the phone, the phone to the chamber. Which one is the chamber? Which one is the hall? Which the hall? Yeah, I brought the, the phone to the hall. Now, don't let your imagination deceive you. The hall here is not a big one. It's a small, tiny little place. I put a table there. I wrote, I wrote outside AST International. The name of my company was AST International. Phone calls, international, we started with local calls. So people started coming in. I dressed the place nicely. I was sleeping in an aluminum house. It was not a brick house. It was an aluminum house. I told my wife, if I take you to my house, will you still marry me? She said, yes. I had never slept in a brick house until I met her. Are you following what I'm saying? So I went to church. I had my man of God preach. What do you have in, the, in your house? I took that step, took a step of faith, started that small communication center. We started with local calls. I employed one person as the business was growing because I started from 9, we start 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. People were coming into that small room. And very soon, I got a bit of money. We added another line for international phone calls. We call it IDD. How, of you, how many of you remember that? IDD. And people come and make collect calls. We'll charge them. And then from there, from that small house, we went out. I made enough money, went out, asked my dad for space to build an office. I was the first person in my family, the youngest, to build a brick house. A brick house. As young as I was, I built a brick office so that now people could come in. When I started that communication center in my room, people were laughing at me. But very soon, it expanded. It grew. And we went on to do other things. What am I saying? That listen, if you remain planted, God will give you just one word. Amen. Don't, don't come here if you will not do the word. It's a complete waste of time. The purpose of the word is to challenge your situation so you can do something about your situation so God can bring you out. But if you come in day in, day out, week in, week out, hear the word, do nothing about the word, you won't grow. My ultimate desire for you is to flourish. I want to hear many more testimonies that I came to church, I heard this word, I did the word, and I became this. And I prophesy over this house. In the coming months, God is raising giants out of this ministry. Say a good amen. I said, say a good amen. It won't be long. God will give you a testimony. Amen. Your story will change. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So please do the word. The application of the word is so simple. Just take a step of faith. Just take a step of faith. Don't keep procrastinating the word. I'll do it. I will do it. When? When are you going to do? We don't have tomorrow. 
How many of you know, yes, we believe God is going to give us 120 years, but tomorrow is not yours. Today is yours. Today is mine. Let's do what God has called us to do when? Now. That's why the Bible says now faith is, not tomorrow. All the word you hear in this church, if you do just 1%, your life will be transformed completely. Just 1%. And she's not the only one. There are many others who have started businesses by just coming to church, hearing a word, started a business, and God is flourishing their business. Now quickly, let's go and look at factors that constitute to difficult and hard places. Some factors could be, number one, debt. If you're in debt, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a difficult and a hard place. If every time bailiffs are threatening your door, every knock on your door, it's a bailiff. Deaths. People are chasing you left, right, center. It's a hard place. Depression can be a hard and a difficult place. When you are depressed, when you are in a situation where loneliness has become your next door neighbor, you have no access to anyone. Things are tough. Things are difficult. Bad marriage can be a hard and a difficult place. Bad marriage sometimes can be like a bad toothache. It's part of you. You want to take it out, you can't take it out. It's there. And if you have ever suffered a toothache before, you know how it feels like. You feel like taking off your head, cutting off your head. There are some who are in the church praising God, but when they go home, they know who they are going home to. Terror. There is no joy in the marriage. There is sadness. There is pain. Every little thing, argument, fighting here and there. It's bad marriage. Yes, they're in a hard and a difficult place. And they also know, the Bible says, you must not divorce. So they are in there, but they don't know how to come out. What do you do? In such difficult situations. A bad boss could be a hard and a difficult place. A boss who doesn't want you to be promoted. A boss that sees you as a threat. He sees your talent, he sees your gift as a threat. How do you cope with such situations? I have good news for you. The God that we serve. The God Almighty. So far as you are planted, he will flourish you. I said he will flourish you in the name of Jesus. What does it mean to flourish? Five things. Number one, to flourish means to grow. To flourish means to grow. What does it mean to flourish? Number two, to flourish means to thrive. The cedar tree thrives. It grows very tall. Very tall. Very high. Number three, to flourish means to do well. That's my prayer for you every day. That you will do well. In that business, you'll do well. In that company, you'll do well. In, In wherever God places you, you will do well. 
your children will do well this year. Number four, to flourish means to develop. To develop. To develop. Number five, to flourish means to prosper. Somebody say a good amen to that. And this is your season. You will prosper. I said you will prosper. Where others are going down, prosperity will be your portion. Shout a good amen. amen. To flourish, we ought to remain planted. Amen. Write this down. To flourish, we ought to remain how? Planted. Listen, just as God chooses our parents and place of birth, so God has chosen for us pastors after his own heart to feed us so we can increase and multiply. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. God said, I, God, I will give you pastors according to mine heart. This is God speaking. God said, I will give you pastors according to mine heart. In other words, just like David, God said, David is a man after mine own heart. You say, but David was the number one sinner. Well, God says, David is a man after my own heart. He said, but God, he stole somebody's wife. God says, David is a man after my own heart. Because your judgments cannot be equated to God's judgments. So God says, I will give you you see, how many of you, if you wish, if you had in your own power, you, are, you would have chosen your parents? Yeah. If I had my own power, I would have chosen my dad. I would have chosen my mom. I would have chosen where I was born. I would have chosen the royal, the royal palace to be born in there, praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Even Jesus, who is the son of man and the son of God, did not choose where he was born. He was born in a manger. Are you following what I'm saying? So forget about where you have been chosen and planted. Leave that to God. He knows better than you. And say, why has God given me this pastor? God knows better than you. I'm the one God has given to you. You better receive it now. Amen. Listen, listen. Jesus said, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. Now, it's one thing for God to give you a gift. It's another thing to receive that gift. Until you receive the gift, the benefits of the gift will not be accrued to you. And say, I don't like, I don't like the way he talks. Well, God has given him to you. I don't like the way he shouts. God has given him to you to deliver you from your heart and your difficult places. If you want to stay in that hard and difficult places, praise God. Stay there. We will pray for you. 
will pray for you that you stay in that hard and difficult places. But that's not your portion. So the earlier, the quicker you receive the set man and the set woman that God has assigned to you, the better. So God said, I, Jehovah, I, the God Almighty, I, the one who has wisdom that cannot be phantomed by men, will give you will give you. In other words, you don't choose your pastor. You don't choose your church. Same as you don't choose your father and the place you are born, you don't choose your pastor or your church. All this, excuse my language, rubbish going on in the body of Christ. Uh, I don't go to a church that is led by a white man. I don't go to a church that is led by a black man. It's rubbish. That's the, that's the devil's deception. Where did color come from from the church? Who started saying, it's a Nigerian church, it's a Ghanaian church, it's a Jamaican church. Who said that? Who told you that? Where did that come from? Are you following what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, people say, oh, uh, oh, I don't go to a church that I'm older than the church. Huh. But you, you work in an organization that you are older than. If somebody starts a company today and says, come, I'll pay, you, I'll pay you 50 pounds an hour, you'll run. You'll not think about oh, whether you are older than that company or not. Are you following what I'm saying? So where did all these things come from? That's why God is doing something new here. That's why in this place, you cannot say it's a particular place, church. You can't. You can't even open your mouth and say it because look around you. There are different nationalities. This is how heaven is going to be like. Heaven is going to be like where we have different nationalities. The Bible says different tongues, different languages. Yet we will all worship the one true king. It doesn't matter where your prophet was born. Jesus was born in a manger in Egypt. Yet his assignment was to deliver his people from sin. So God said, I will give you pastors according to mine own heart. According to God's own heart, which shall feed you. Feed you with two things. Knowledge and understanding. The word knowledge means know-how. Knowledge. The know-how. Every time you come into this church, you are fed with knowledge. Do you know what I go through in the week before I stand before you? Do you have an idea? Do you know the time I put in in preparing before I come to stand before you? Ah, You have no idea. Just yesterday, I, I, I had a very hectic day. Yes, one of, one of those days, hectic. And usually, I'll stay up all night, Saturday into Sunday morning. I don't sleep before I come and stand before you and teach. Praying through the message, studying through the message. And I come and stand and teach. 
Yesterday, I was so tired. Ma. I said, God, today I'm relying on your grace. <laughs> I said, God, today I'm sleeping in your grace. I wanted to stay, but after 11, 11 something, 12 midnight, I couldn't cope. I said to my wife, hey, I'm going to bed. It's true. So, so listen, when we prepare the word, making sure we fit, because in this church, I can't come and stand before you and just say anything. There are intellectuals here, bank managers, managers of different organizations are sitting here. People who are degrees, double doctorate, and all those pharmacies, doctors, nurses, name them. So I can't come and stand here and start saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said, say hallelujah. Why are you not saying? Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. No, no, no. I cannot fill the gaps with, say praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. We sweat a little bit, we say, ah, today the Holy Ghost showed up. No, no. Are you following what I'm saying? So we feed you with knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge that when you come in, the, the Bible puts it this way. The light of the glorious gospel will flood into your mind. So when you hear the word, the knowledge of the word floods into your mind, into your heart. And then you have issues we're dealing with. You say, ah, I have a new knowledge now. Now listen, Albert Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem. On the same level, the problem was created. Are you following what I'm saying? When a problem was created in position A, you have to move to position B to be able to solve that problem. You have to go above that problem to be able to solve it. And the only way that will happen is when you have access to new knowledge. In all humility, in the past 10 years that God has given us the grace to pastor this church, I have never preached the same message twice in this church. I have never preached the same message in this church twice. You think it just happens? No. Every week you come, there is a new revelation. There is a new knowledge. So time has been taken. That's why God gives you pastors after his own heart. He knows they will feed you. I never want you to be the same after 10 years. After 10 years, you must have something to prove that I came into this year, into this church. I was broke. I had nothing. But look at me three years down the line. Look at where God has taken me to. That must be your testimony. It's a testimony of I was blind, but now I can see. feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. 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 Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get what? Understanding. When you have understanding into an issue, that's it. 
How many of you have ever been there? You've been studying something and you've been working something. You've been working it for years or months and it's not working. And then one day, you had an understanding into that issue. And then you start screaming, I get it. I get it. I get it. What's the understanding? Revelation knowledge. Once it comes, it takes you over and above that issue. Oh, the testimony our sister shared this one is powerful. She said, everything you'll ever need is here in this church. All you have to do is remain planted. Listen, I believe in the supernatural. I believe that God can do some things instantly. But I also believe that God is a God of process. Verse 16, let's look at the result when you are fed with knowledge and understanding. Look at what happened. God said, and it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land. In which land? In the same land, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 16, in the same land where you are having challenges with. After you've been fed with knowledge and understanding, the next effect of being fed with knowledge and understanding is you increase and you multiply. You increase and you multiply. Just stay planted. Just follow the teachings. Just remain in the word and the end result will be you will increase and you will multiply. That's why we say no one has ever come into contact with Jesus and gone back the same. You can never have a genuine encounter with Jesus and remain the same. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 8 to 10. Are you getting something out of this? Someone say it's my season. season. Say it with conviction. Say it's my season season. to flourish. Say it again, say it's my season to flourish. Say it's my time to multiply on every side. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Samuel chapter 7 from verse 8, same God speaking. It says, now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. Look at the stages. Look at how God took him. Look at process right here. God said, now therefore, so shall thou say unto my servant David. He started as a servant. That's stage one. Thou says the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat. That's stage two. Stage two. Don't worry, just follow It doesn't matter where you start. Our testimony will always be upward and onwards. Because the path of the just shining how? Brighter and brighter. We move from glory to glory. We go from faith to faith. So from servant to being taken so a sheep coat from following the sheep to be a ruler over my people and over 
Israel. Can you see the stages? Verse 9. He said, I will, and I was with thee whatsoever thou wentest. And have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight. And I have made thee a great name. Say amen. Amen. Like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Verse 10 is key. Verse 10. It says, moreover, I, Jehovah, I will appoint a place for my people Israel. Amen. So who does the appointing? It's God. You see, you thought, oh, uh, somebody directed you to this church. I saw an advert. I heard a radio broadcast or a TV something or, or I saw a flyer or something. You thought it was those things, but it's not. It's God who drew you here. Amen. Jesus said, no one can come unto me except my father draws him. So yes, somebody invited you, somebody introduced you, but it was the ultimate person who brought you is God. Amen. Are you following me? So it says, and, and I will appoint for them a place for my people. The church is God's appointed place for his people. And look at what he said. He said, and we'll plant them. Say amen. amen. So you see, God brought you here and God has planted you. Amen. What is the purpose of being planted? To flourish. Amen. It says, and will plant them that they may dwell in the place of their own. Say amen. amen. A place of their own and move no more. Say move no more. more. Say move no more. more. Some people have moved. They've gone from one church to the other. Keep moving. Do you know it's stated that minimum church you go in your lifetime is eight. So I hope this is the eighth church for you. I have been to so many churches. This is my number eight. Number eight is the final stop. Now, if you have not been to eight, make this one your number eight. <laughs> make this your number what? Number eight. Number eight. Last and last stop. Final stop. No more going anywhere. This is my final stop. God says, and they shall move no more. Too much moving creates confusion. Today you wake up, you are going to Jesus.com International Church. Tomorrow is Holy Ghost slash. Tomorrow, where do you belong? Stay planted. God says they shall move no more. I think you need to write this in your diary or in your Bible. Somewhere you can see it. Write it big. I will move no more. Write it, write it. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Some, some of you need to write it in your heart. I'll move no more. Or write it in your diary. Big capital letters. This is my last stop. Solution Chapel International is my last stop. I will move no more. Now with the exception of if you have to travel to a different country, that is different. You can say, Pastor said, we'll move no more. So I have to. No, that's not what I'm saying. 
They say, I'll move no more. They'll move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore amen. like before time. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. Examples of people who went through difficult and hard places and still flourish. David is number one. Psalm 23 verse 4. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. It says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David was afflicted. David had a father-in-law. Who, who, gave him, who gave him his daughter and wanted to kill his son-in-law so his daughter would become a widower. Saul. Is he a widow or a widower? Who is a male? A male is a widow. A female is a widower. Which, which one? Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine giving your own daughter to a man and you want to kill the husband? Saul tried many times to kill David. David would play the song and the devil will leave Saul. And yet Saul wanted to kill David. David went through. David sometimes was sleeping in, in woods, in the wilderness. Jonathan would come from the palace. David would go to, back to the woods. He was sleeping in trees. He was sleeping in caves. Yet God made him to flourish. Because he knew one thing, that yes, it doesn't matter what's happening around me. If only I can remain planted in God. Some of you, you went through some challenges and people said, we give him five years. We give you four years. You will not last. But your hope and your confidence has been in God. Amen. And because of that, you are still around. Amen. You are still flourishing. Amen. They are wondering, what, what are you doing different? It doesn't mean you are not going through challenges. Yes, you are going through the challenges, but you are not allowing the challenges to define who you are. Amen. You are a child of God. Amen. Somebody say, I am, I am a child of God. Say it with conviction. Say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And I will flourish wherever God puts me. So are you following these principles? So important that we remain planted. Write this down. It doesn't matter how loud you pray, how, how many days or weeks or months you fast or cry. If you don't sow, you can't reap. You will only reap in life what you sow. How many of you know that? Because if we're talking about being planted to flourish, that means we have to understand the importance of seed. Amen? Amen. Because you have to sow a seed before that seed can flourish. And the seed that we are talking about here is a word. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 4, talks about, we won't go there now, we'll go there in the coming weeks. It talks about the word being the seed. Your heart is the ground. 
So every time the word is being preached, the word is being sown on the heart of your ground. Your heart as a ground. Are you following me? So it's so important to allow the seed of the word to germinate on the good ground. So it doesn't matter how loud you pray, how you fast or cry. If you don't sow, you can't reap. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. It says, as long as the earth remain, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Does the earth still remain? Yes. Are we standing on the earth? Yes. So the Bible says that while the earth remaineth, these principles can never be violated. Last week I taught you about the law of gravity and the law of aerodynamics. Two different laws operate differently, but one is higher than the other. Are you following me? So there are laws that governs this earth. That's why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Be not be deceived, God is no more. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. So that means to flourish, we must be planted. To flourish, we must be planted. And please understand this. Always remember, you don't plant yourself. You are planted by the planter. And the planter is who? God. Who is the planter? God. How many of you have ever sown any seed before? Orange seed, whatever seed, mango seed. Did that seed ever speak to you? Don't plant me here. Did the seed ever open its mouth and say, don't plant me here? No. no. You, in your wisdom, decides where to plant that seed, knowing very well that this environment will cause that seed to flourish. So, Psalm 1, verse 1, Psalm 1, verse 3. Oh, this is powerful. This is power. I need to rush through this quickly. I'm going to give you four very important benefits of being planted, and then we'll close. Amen? Amen. Are you getting something out of this? Psalm 1 verse 3, the Bible says that he shall be like a tree planted by the what? By the what? Now notice that carefully. We'll dig deep into this. It's not one river, but there are many rivers. Oh, this is so deep. It's not one river, but there are many rivers. Every time you see tree in the Bible, the tree represents you. It's talking about the believer, the Christian that is planted. The rivers there represents the Holy Spirit. It's very important. It says, planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Oh, thank you, Jesus. His fruit in his season, his leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall what? Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Did you get that? Yeah. This is so powerful. We'll go deeper 
in the subsequent weeks. Let me quickly share with you four benefits of being planted and we'll close. Number one, you have to be planted by the rivers of water. Number one, you have to be planted by the rivers of water. That's why the Bible says that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The rivers of water also represent unlimited supplies of God's grace, of God's resources, and God's power. What you have to understand about the rivers of life, the, the, the rivers of water is they nourish the tree that is planted. They nourish the tree. They make sure the tree have access to water. They make sure the, the tree have access to water. You know, one of the strategies of the enemies in the Bible when the enemy wants to create a siege, is that the enemy will cut off your source. It cuts off your source of supply. Once they cut off your source of supply, it creates a siege. And it's just a matter of time, whatever you have left will finish, and then you come out and they will attack you. But one of the key things you have to understand as a child of God is that your connection to the Holy Spirit must not be interrupted Amen. by anything or anyone. Amen. 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 The danger in this country Amen. is that the world knows. So they'll give you a shift on a Sunday and they'll pay you double. What's the purpose? They want to choke your supply. They want to cut your supply. Once they can interrupt your supply, they'll get you. That's why Jesus said, if you allow things to choke you, you will not grow. Please, can I pray? Can I ask you to do this? Don't allow anything to come between your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you're a believer, the Holy Spirit must be your constant source of supply. Every time being in a deep, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what's, what's next? What shall I do? Where shall I go? Shall I sign this contract? Don't underestimate the importance of the Holy Spirit in your life. Even as far as your relationships goes, Holy Spirit, is he the right one? Is she the right person? The Holy Spirit will reveal him or her to you. The rivers of water nourishes the plants that is sowed. I love the testimony of one of our members who, who used to come to church and then something happened and she stopped coming to church. You know, she stopped coming to church. And, and then, you know, the mother told her, the church that you were going to go back to that church. Listen, the devil is not interested in what you have. What you have is nothing. Car is nothing. House is nothing. He's interested in the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants to stop the flow. Once he can stop the flow, it's just, you see, 
take a fish out of water, put it on the floor. It will flop for some time. It, it will still survive for some time. But it's just a matter of time. If the Holy Spirit, man, if the devil manages to take you out of the presence of God, you will survive a little bit. Are you following me? He cut a life tree branch off of a tree now. Put it down. You still see green leaves a week or two. But it's just a matter of time. It will die. Are you following me? So the devil's number one strategy is to uproot you or, or, or interrupt your source. That's why we have to be planted by the rivers of water. Take, take, take a sugar cane and plant it on the desert. It will die. A sugar cane only flourishes in, in lots of water. Are you, are you following what I'm saying, church? So, you know, and she left and the mom said to her, the church where you were going before, go back. And when she left, guess what? She had paint on her knees. She was not getting enough job. She was just doing part-time. I think for a year or nearly a year or two. And then the mom said to her, the church that you were going to, go back to that church. She came back about a month ago. A month ago. Listen, when she walked through the church, nobody prayed for her. Nobody prayed for her. Nobody laid hands on her. The pain in her knees left. It left. And then all of a sudden, she got a, a good job now. She's working part-time. She's, she's feeling much better. She's excited. Now, what, why, why did I say this? I said this to say that don't allow anything or anyone to uproot you from the rivers of waters. The rivers of waters. The Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit more than ever before. Number two benefit is we bring forth fruit in his season. We bring forth fruit in his season. It is somebody's season now. Don't worry. Your season is coming. <laughs> A mango tree has mango seeds. It has mango fruits. But don't worry. You are an orange. Just, just stay planted by the rivers of water. Your season will come. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. You know, this church, our season will come. Amen. I'm telling you, a time is coming. Nobody have to tell anyone about this church. You'll see millions rushing. Amen. Our season will come. Now, if, if for instance, Daddy Gio is having a, 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 an all night where 10 million are gathering, I don't have to be envy. I have to thank God that ah, it is possible. Because I've seen it happen. Because the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 12, it says the same God is rich unto all. The same God. The same God that has done it for redeem is the same God that will do it for solution. Come on, say a good amen. amen. The same God that has done it for others will do it for us because he is not a partial God. Everybody have their season. Yes, 
The moment you start envying somebody's season, that means you don't know God. You don't know God. You don't understand God. They say, hey, why, 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 you know, why, why is she the prime minister? Well, her time is finished. Somebody else is coming. Yeah. Somebody will come, somebody will go. Those who are, who are fighting today who want to be prime minister, it's just a matter of time. It's four years or five years or, or ten years. You come and you go. Everybody have their season. Be careful how you treat others in their season. Many Christians don't understand season. If you envy somebody in their season, that means your season will never come. I rejoice in this season. I don't take for granted this season because you know God has to count me faithful in this season. Are you following me? And then a time will come, he will give me millions. If I'm faithful in the little, then the billions will come. He will bring forth his fruit in his season. When you are planted, you bring forth fresh fruit every month. You don't drop leaves. You are always blossoming. Verse 3, the third benefit is his leaves shall not wither. His leaves shall not wither. Same Psalm 1 verse 3. It says his leaves also shall not wither. In other words, there will not be dryness around you. People come, they see you fresh. They don't see no wrinkles. You are not using Botox, but your face is... You know, a sister shared a testimony today that she's 50. I said, what? She's 50? Glory be to God. I gotta look, I gotta look, I gotta look 16, man. Praise God. There are many people in this church, when they share their age with you, you'll be shocked. I said, you? You are 80? <laughs> he says, he says, his leaves shall also not wither. In other words, nothing dries around you. There's something, one thing that you can never take away from me is my joy. My joy for the things of God. It doesn't matter who is here or who is not here. I understand God. There can never be dryness around me. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't depend on material things before you get excited. You've missed it wrong. You've missed it. Don't say, oh, when I get a big job, I'll shout. No. You see, I, I, I started tithing before I, I started experiencing major breakthroughs. One thing I do every Sunday is I tithe every Sunday. I tithe every Sunday. Every Sunday I get opportunity, I tithe. You say, did you receive any salary last week? No, I didn't. But I'm tithing into where I'm going. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you see God opening major doors for me, say, ah, how did it happen? Because I'm making sure I'm preparing myself to where I'm going. I don't allow anyone to sit on my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
Whether you smile or you don't smile, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. I said glory be to God. I release the spirit of joy into this church. I release the spirit of joy into this church. Learn to activate the garment of praise. It's called the garment of praise. God says, I'll give you the spirit of joy for heaviness. So if you, you see your pay sleep and then you become, ooh. you become like a sunflower, no sun. So Don't allow things to dictate your environment. Are you following what I'm saying? Never wither. In your house, joy all the time. Joy all the time. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Did he take any pill this morning? I took a joy pill. Glory be to God. Oh, I'm going to teach you how to activate these things towards the end. Five of them, one of them is rejoicing. Although the fig trees may not wither or grow, you still rejoice. Some of you have allowed the enemy to, to, to dictate your joy. Uh, I'll promote you a little bit and then you can be happy. I'll give you a little two pounds. No. Joseph in the pit, he was still rejoicing. Do you know what we used to draw out of the wells of salvation? Joy. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Put it there and let's read it together. Are you getting something out of this? Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. It says, therefore, with what? With what? Shall you do what? Draw what? Out of where? Let's read it together. Ready? Go. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. With what? With what? With what? Joy is not happiness. Happiness is, is based on happenings. Joy is from within. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Learn to rejoice. Joy everlasting. Everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. In this church, everlasting joy. This week, everlasting joy. In the coming months, everlasting joy. Last but not the least, it says, whatsoever he does shall prosper. I love this. Psalm 1 verse 3. It says, and whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. Whatsoever. Sell shoelace, it shall what? Prosper. Sell watches, it shall what? Prosper. Sell hair, it shall what? Prosper. Sell water, it shall what? Prosper. Sell paper, it shall what? Prosper. Sell iPad, it shall what? Prosper. Sell clothes, it shall what? Prosper. Sell shoe, it shall what? Sell nails, it shall what? Sell, t- sell tickets, it shall what? 
Whatsoever he doeth, there is no limitation. Just find something and do. Are you following what I'm saying? Just find something. Whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Whatsoever. Some of you this week you need to start selling pens. Amen. Amen. One of the richest men in Africa started selling salt. And then from salt he moved to sugar. From sugar he moved to cement. From cement he's now in real estate. We went to a place when we were in, in Nigeria, a place called Echo, is it Echo, Echo Atlantic, where they have claimed the land from the sea. And they were showing us some of the buildings, tall buildings like Dubai. He owns them. I said, ah, how did he start? Salt, sugar, cement, real estate, and into other things. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I've told some of you, uh, when I'm going through the airport, I'll go through your shop before I go on a plane. Because whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. We all wear dress. Somebody needs to start selling dress in this church. We all wear shirts. Somebody needs to start selling shirts in this church. Am I preaching to someone? We all wear shoes. Somebody needs to start selling ladies' shoes in this church. Glory. Because whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Just find something. And do something. And it shall prosper. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our faith, please. Can we just take, I I feel something really strong in this this service. Can we just take about two minutes just to pray in the spirit? Amen. Just two minutes just to pray in the spirit, if you can. Just pray. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray. For the explosion of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Just pray, just pray, just pray that the Holy Spirit will flood this house in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. One more minute, just pray, just pray, just pray, just pray, just pray pray for the explosion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, 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 the Holy Spirit. That will be the rivers of waters. Our rivers will not run dry. Our wells of salvation will not run dry. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your glory. Glory in this house. Glory. Thank you for the men and women in this church. Father, cause them to flourish. Cause them to flourish. On every area of their lives, in the name of Jesus, in their workplaces, let them flourish. Let them flourish. Let them flourish. Let them flourish. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
in the mighty name of Jesus 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 come on lift up your voice and pray pray as the Lord to cause it to happen in the name of Jesus 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 oh yes Lord yes Lord Holy Spirit flood us flood us with your river let there never be dry dryness in this church there'll be no dryness of your word your word will be fresh every Sunday every weekday when we gather fresh word fresh word a word that changes our lives a word that changes our situation in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus Father we thank you thank you for your word we give you praise let your word come alive in our lives may the expectations of our lives not be cut short may we see what you have shown us we thank you bless your people may nothing approach them out of your house cause them to flourish in Jesus name amen and amen let's give Jesus some praise hallelujah let's always receive the word with rejoicing hey hallelujah Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.